I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. On this episode, I talked to Kendall and Mackenzie Albert from St. Louis, Missouri. They're campus ministry leaders, and they're also speakers at the campus training program in Marietta, Georgia. My wife, Pam, and I have gone to Marietta, Georgia for the campus training program for our first time to sharpen the saw and get better at campus ministry. And they've done an amazing job, and I look forward to sharing their insights as they talk about John 14, Jesus being the way. And they talk about loving sacrificially and how to make your campus ministry grow, how to get it growing, and how to love like Jesus. All this and more on the Rob Skinner Podcast. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. I am here with Kendall and Mackenzie Albert. They are the campus ministry leaders in the St. Louis Church of Christ. And I'm also here with my beautiful wife, Pam Skinner. It is her birthday yes, today. Yes, it is. Oh, happy birthday. Hi. Yeah, it's great to be here. <laughs> and we are in... Marietta, Georgia. Yeah. On the, the north side of Atlanta, okay? And we are here for the campus training program. I really wanted to come out with my wife and learn more about campus ministry, to tune up, to to try to sharpen the saw, so to speak, mm-hmm. and get better so that we can have an amazing campus ministry at the University of Arizona. And Kendall and Mackenzie were the kickoff speakers. They were the headliners tonight. It's Wednesday May 18th, mm-hmm. and always a great, great day <laughs> in my family with my, my wife's birthday. And you can hear some of the noise outside from all the college students that have gathered for this conference. But Kendall and Mackenzie, great to have you guys on the program. Yeah, yeah, yeah great to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us, yeah. especially on your birthday. That's yeah, <laughs> I know. I feel so honored. I know. It, it's, I really appreciate my wife's sacrifice for the kingdom to, to come out here on this on her birthday. She's yeah, awesome. No, I'm happy to be here. This has been great. I know. Well, you guys did an amazing job tonight, and we're going to talk mm. more about your lesson. But I would like to find out, how'd you guys become Christians? Yeah, so uh, I my parents became Christians in college, and uh, so I grew up in the church, and uh, when I was uh, in middle school, I studied the Bible, and I became Christian in eighth grade in, wow. uh, in St. Louis. Awesome. Oh, wow. In okay. 2003. In 2003, yeah. <laughs> oh, two th- okay, who was leading the church then? I think... I think it was John Lusk. It might okay. be Kurt Simmons. It, it, yeah, yeah. Barry, Barry Lusk is my best friend. Uh, uh, they're so, awesome. Yeah, they are. So, yeah. Does that make that plug? Okay. <laughs> um, I became a disciple in 2008. I was on campus. Um, it's always fun to share who your visitors will bring out. So I was just brought out by a visitor. So wow. Um, I stayed. They did not, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I lo- okay. That happens. Yeah, yeah, I love you that. You never know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm grateful for that time. So that was my freshman year of college at a community college here in mm. Marietta, Georgia, um, literally 10 minutes down the road. So it's weird to be back here for yeah. sure. Um, so yeah, that was 14 years ago. Okay. Grew up very religious. Okay. So how'd you guys get together? So I had transferred back 
from Boston University and uh, started going to Kennesaw. And she had transferred from her community college and started going to Kennesaw. And so we, we met on campus at a Bible talk and started leading Bible and talks together. it took oh. him two and a half years to like me. Whoa, that's what I was going to ask. I like, waited very patiently. Wow, Mackenzie, that's a long time. It is. Bro, you're lucky. You're a lucky guy. I am. Wow. Is that, you're obviously happily married. And yes, yeah. nine years almost. Nine, nine years. years. And you have how many kids? Three kids. Wow. Two girls and a boy. Mm-hmm. Boys in the middle. Let's see. Wow. Anna, Finn, and Ava. Yes. Ooh, wow. great memory from today. Yeah, okay. great memory. <laughs> great names. Love those names. Yeah, those are great names. Okay. Thank you. So you guys are in the campus ministry. You, where have you served? So we served. We started actually going uh, in the campus ministry here at North River. We were at uh, Georgia State for a couple years, and then we moved up to Nashville. We were there for six and a half years in the campus ministry and in the church, and then uh, almost 18 months ago, we moved to St. Louis. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. So Nashville. Do you know Brian Mackey? They do. Yeah. I already asked him. They know Brian. (laughs) Yes. So so Brian moved uh, right before or right after, and he was uh, when we were leading the campus ministry. He, he interned for a couple years, and it, it was awesome. It was yeah, some great. of the best times I had in Nashville were with Brian mm, and yeah. lots of memories. And I uh, I always try and convince him to come wherever I am. I, am. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I don't think that'll ever Hasn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we love Brian. Brian we is do. leading the the planting now in Flagstaff. Arizona is doing a great job yeah, with his, his wonderful them. wife, mm-hmm. Abby. But he, I, he talks about you, and uh. those are some some great great memories for him, obviously. But I'm just wanting to know: is there any dirt you can share about Brian? Because, okay, well, maybe we'll just hold <laughs> off. All right, on that. yeah, that's, that's, that's another time. Yeah. We, we love you, Brian and Abby. You guys are awesome. But that's that's great. Nice connection there. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the campus training program. Mm, yeah. Mackenzie, you've been here pretty much since the beginning. Mm, I mean, maybe wow. you weren't here the first year, but what what is yes. this program? Because I've heard about it uh, a little bit, but mm. really not super familiar. This is my first time. Yeah. And I think for our listeners, maybe they've never been to this. Can you talk about what it is mm-hmm. and why it even exists? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, it's definitely evolved over, I mean, I don't remember when the very first one was. Maybe I think it was 07. Was it 07? Or 06. Maybe it was 06. Um, you know, longer t- period of time. But um, I know for me, I think specifically as a student, what was so impactful was mm. just getting to know the Word of God. I felt like you memorized scriptures, you went out and did things that you probably would never do, mm. and they would challenge you. So I think it was just a way to like, um, get a lot done in a very short amount of time hmm. when you're young and you're like yeah. excited about life. Right. And I was, you know, I became a Christian. I was very timid to begin with and I felt like this just excited me. So I think like personally it grew uh, more and more love for the ministry because I felt like, oh, we can all do it. It wasn't just necessarily for people who, I want to go into ministry and I can't imagine doing anything else. It was for anybody. Mm-hmm. We like. Everyone can be a leader. Everyone is in the ministry. Not everyone will be in the paid ministry, but right. I think that's one of the biggest benefits that it's like everyone 
in the campus. How can you be a great campus student? Right. right. In this like short amount of time. Yeah. Right. It's a really special time, I it would is. say. Yeah. Campus ministry. So mm-hmm. that's some of the personal stuff I've definitely taken from it the that's past cool. 14 years. So has it always been students from outside of yes. North River? Has it always been like from the beginning? Because we're meeting people, students from Gainesville and yes. Miami yes. and Boston. Yeah, all over. And I'm like, wow, this is really a special yeah. time. Yeah, it's definitely had like you know, ebbs and flows of like lots of people out of town, not as many people, more people just in the southeast. So, but yeah, different people. I remember one of the first few, lots of people from Texas came, which is a you know like Arizona drive away. Right, <laughs> that's right. far. Right. Um, I think people even from St. Louis came once upon a time. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like it's gotten mm-hmm. everyone's kind of come, and even like St. Louis um, was inspired by it, and that's how I think their MIT started. And so it's just cool, like how it's morphed into different things, even among our churches. Right, right, exactly. So, how, how many times have you come, Kendall? Uh, I think my first year was 09. Uh-huh. So, I went for, I guess, 11 years until 2019, and this would be my 12th year. Wow. So, you're an old vet along with Jordan Massey. Yeah, a little bit. You, you, you really <laughs> called him out tonight. Oh, you did. That was funny. Was, was that really him? Was that a, a true story? 100%. Yeah, it it probably was an understatement, as he said. Really? I'm being honest. Because I'm like, no. You they're said, just John you said, you, met a, you said you met a guy coming into church. Who was annoying. Baggy shorts, <laughs> underwear showing, wife beater that was dirty, and uh, high tops. Yeah. And, and chasing the girls. And <laughs> only chasing girls. I mean, it, it was... We were worried, you know, and, and uh, it's amazing how God can transform lives. Wow, he, I'm, I'm inspired. He doesn't look like that today. No. no. I mean, yeah. Oh, my no, gosh. That's crazy. That what a transformation. <laughs> that is hilarious. Well, I want to talk about your lesson. You guys did a great job. The title is Jesus is the Way. Now, is that the theme of this entire conference mm-hmm. as well? Okay, so you had the headliner lesson. Um, one of the things that really hit me right off the bat is, Mackenzie, you said it's more important it's more important for many people to be genuine than to be true. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. um, I feel like even as disciples, when we study the Bible, it's easy to go, they're just so genuine, Mm. but the truth still matters. Mm. And that's hard because you're like, oh, they're so genuine. They really want to love God. But if they can't accept the truth, you know, they're missing Mm -hmm. the whole point. Right. You know, really, there is one way to Jesus. Right, because that was the theme, is John chapter 14, 6, mm-hmm. where he says, right. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Yeah. You know, when you look back on the lesson, what what were you trying to get across, Kendall? What, what was the main thrust of this whole lesson? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I don't know, Christianity is simple. It's, it's love like Jesus, you know, and... I think that's what we're trying to come across is, you know, it's all about loving like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, his way works. It, when we love that way, everything falls into place. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so easy, and I'm sure we'll talk more about it, but it's easy to overcomplicate things. It's right. easy to, you know, think, oh, it's this or that, or try and be creative instead of just, how do I just be like Jesus and, right. mm-hmm. and love that way? Oh. Yeah. I, I, I was really inspired by the lesson. And I, you know, when you started off and said that, kind of this generation doesn't like to do hard things. You know, we talked about that, and it's like, wow, it's really true. But if we're going to do things Jesus' way, 
right, and not our own way, it's going to be tough. What, I know. <laughs> well, I just was cracking up because uh, Mackenzie was saying, you know, this generation is like, oh, that's too hard, mm, or yeah. you know, it's trying not to work. Or I think about the book by Tim Ferriss, the Four Hour Work Week. It's mm, it is really like the yeah, idea, like yeah, how yeah. can I set up my life so I can retire mm-hmm. in a couple well, years right. and then not, you know, retire to. Aruba or something like that. Right, right. right. <laughs> that's the goal. It's true. That's the goal. To yeah. not work hard. Yeah. Right. I mean, yes. I felt like you really had the the pulse of mm-hmm. what's going on in this generation without yeah. being, um, you know, old fashioned. I guess mm-hmm. you know, like oh, social media is bad or anything like that. But I, that was really excellent. Then you just went in and you backtracked into John thirteen, loving like Jesus did, and Jesus is washing his disciples' feet. Mm. Um, what Pam? What did you think about when Mackenzie said her default setting is vacation, social media, and shopping? I could not relate to that at all. I, I, who is that woman? What? No. I, I I don't know if you nudged me or you looked over at me. I was like, Oh, Mackenzie, have you been like following me around? I was like, No. Yeah, it, it, that was very convicting. I mean, it was really powerful. You said Jesus chose to love, though he knew everyone in that room would betray him yeah. or desert him. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about that, what you were trying to communicate there? Yeah, um, it is so hard. I mean, I've been betrayed. I've been lied to, and people will be like, "I, you, someone said this about you in the, on campus, mm. so I don't want anything to do with you. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even have a chance. Right. Like, And I just can't imagine, like, Jesus had that in a lot more, mm-hmm. right. and yet he still loved. Right. Yeah. I mean, he washed all those people's feet, and they all left him. I think right. it's just like mind blowing. Yeah. I just want the perfect scenario and everything to go smoothly. Again, oh, coming coming back to that, like, yeah. I don't want anything difficult. Exactly. Right. Um, I, th- that just blew my mind. I was like, yeah. whoa. Mm-hmm. She's reading my mind, and yeah. and I've heard that so many times. Where, I mean, you want to study the Bible with people, you mm-hmm. want them to make a bit like almost from the beginning. Yeah. You're like, uh oh, hope this person's, mm-hmm. hope they're going to yeah. make it. I hope yep. they have the right response. Mm-hmm. And there's so much tension mm-hmm. because you're like, how much am I going to give of my heart? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. it was really interesting. You guys shared a lot of great examples about, um, you shared about Jordan, you shared about <laughs> your friend Shaylee getting baptized. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think um, it was <laughs> it was really encouraging. I don't think I expected to learn as much, which sounds terrible. <laughs> but it's just real. I think God's like always doing something in our lives mm-hmm. and just wanting me to open my eyes, basically. But um, yeah, I think I just like, I would have never predicted the outcome that happened, especially the involvement Kendall and I have had in this right. girl's life with her feet. You know, Kendall studied the Bible with her fiance mm-hmm. and wow. he became a disciple. And then they asked us to do their marriage counseling. Then they asked Kendall to, to officiate the wedding. That's so cool. And then they asked Anna, our daughter, to be the flower girl. I was just like, I the first day I met her, I was like, I don't, I don't, is this gonna happen? Maybe it'll take forever. Right. It's like an excuse. It'll right. just be a long time. Right. 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 <laughs> like, right. There's no time. God right. will do what God wants right. to do. So I just feel my faith increase that like, wow, God's like, Mackenzie, just Come with me. Like, right. come and see. Like, right. this is going to be great. Right. And so I just feel like I, I want that heart. Like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to love and not let my feelings get in the way. Yeah. It's I hard. That. I love that. Yeah. I, especially coming out of COVID when there has been a lot of disappointments where, you know, honestly, being in the ministry, it's just like, <laughs> right. 
uh, we're looking for some bright spots here, you know, mm, and right. I know I was really challenged by what mm. you talked about and really inspired that I totally need to have that attitude towards right. the Bible studies and not just go, oh, this person isn't open. Oh, no, nope, I'm gonna have somebody else do it. Oh, mm. no. And, and to embrace the hard, right. to embrace yeah. the difficult. I was right. like, ooh, yeah. It just wasn't, I wasn't quite expecting the, that level of impact coming into the lesson tonight. I was mm. like, wow. Wow. That is just totally what I need to, to extend my heart and to be vulnerable and to realize, okay, I could totally get, you know, wrecked here in this relationship. The person may not be open or, right. or he may be open, but as long as I'm afraid of really giving myself, then nothing at all is going to happen. Right. And I think many, many Christians, many leaders are in that situation mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm just not going to try. Right. Mm-hmm. Just play it safe. But then everything is so boring as a Christian. Yeah, right. like, so you know? <laughs> Because you're just right. sitting around doing a bunch of paperwork, sitting right. in front of your computer, doing right. nothing. So right. that's the worst. Yeah. It, it absolutely. Okay, let's let's move on here. I mean, you guys were cracking me up, um, Kendall. You, I really love the part in your lesson. Your wife was building you up, and you said, yeah. "My husband." Well, you're talking a little bit about it. You said you must intentionally be with people. Right. Mm. That was great. If you're going to have the compassion that Jesus, if you want to love people like Jesus did, you have to actually be with them. Mm. And then you went in and talked about how you get involved in intramurals, Mm -hmm. clubs, you go to the gym, not when there's nobody there, but (laughs) when it's actually busy. Right. That was Um, good. (laughs) You set up a dodgeball night that got co-opted by a fraternity. You know, you you set it up and they liked it so much, they ended up booting you out. Mm. And then this just blew my mind. You actually went out there when, with people <laughs> LARPing. I know. I, I asked the girl next to me, I said, do you know what LARPing is? She goes, no. And then she asked the girl next to her, and they gave us a definition. So, <laughs> so everyone knows what LARPing is. You might not know what it's called. It's those people who dress up and have swords, and they hit each other. Oh. It's live action role playing. Okay. So it's wow. well, that's, that's where you get LARP. LARP okay. That takes role. a lot of That's a lot of sacrifice, Kendall, right oh, there. Yeah, so I'd be the only guy Man, not like in medieval gowns, you know. <laughs> Just grabbing a sword and people. Wow. I mean, I was just like, wow, this guy really is doing all things yeah. for mm-hmm. all people. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate that. Like, Ken, uh, Mackenzie, you shared a little bit about your husband and, and his, that, that's not really his nature. Can you go into that? Yeah. Any moment to lift Kendall up, I yeah. want to do it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. He I, didn't know I was yes. going to do it. I snuck it in there. Yeah. Way to go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Kendall really has overcome a lot of that because, yeah, his natural tendency is I don't want to be around people. I don't care what you think. I don't need your opinions. And just how much he goes after to just, I'm not going to, that's not Jesus' way. Mm. Jesus like, I care about you. Like, oh, you like this? I'll do it. You like to play d and I will learn how to do it. And he's done that, you know? Wow. I'm not a very good at this game or I'm not good at that. Mm-hmm. He goes for it. And I'm just so impressed because I'm kind of like, I. it's hard to do that. Right, yes. exactly. Um, and I, yes. so I think he's more of, honestly, a people person than I am. And I'm mm. an extrovert and I want to be around people, be right. around the crowd. But he's trained his mind so much that that's his default is mm. to be like Jesus. Right. Wow. I love that about him. Wow. Yeah. Baby, what do you think about when Mackenzie said you got to push the walls of your heart and not live within your limitations? Oh, that was that was a great point. Mm. Because it is. It's really easy just to be comfortable. It's really easy to just go, nope. 
this is how much I'm going to push. And uh, no, I really appreciated that. That was convicting. You know, I got to pray for a bigger heart uh, for people. So I yeah. mean, I was just like, wow. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's where it's really challenging because I think for me as an older person, I mean, I'm. I'm still my prime baby. You are, honey. You are absolutely. <laughs> but I'm in not. Your prime. I'm not my twenties any longer. No, you're but, not. But so that's okay. You're better. I, I you're can make a lot of excuses, and yeah. I think there's a lot of excuses that we can make. I've got kids, mm. or you know, that's I'm. I'm not that type of a person. I, I don't LARP. You know, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> don't either. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many things yeah. like that that mm-hmm. we can go. That's not me, mm-hmm. and I, so I'm not going to do it. But that's not the way Jesus was. Right. And you finish by saying we're following a crucified man, mm. and we need to love sacrificially. I mean, very simple. It's not rocket science. It's not like I've never heard that before, but you're actually doing it. <laughs> uh, can you talk a little bit about your ministry there in St. Louis, how it's mm-hmm. going? What? Give me some highlights. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we moved 18 months ago uh, to St. Louis. We haven't been there very long, and uh, it's it's... It's, it's a building because the kind of the campus ministry because of COVID, because of just right. things, it kind of dwelled down. And uh, so we got there. We started leading it about a year ago. And there was two girls. And they had only known COVID campus ministry. So they didn't wow. know anything. And we got to campus and we get on the campus and there's 30 people there. <laughs> they were still in COVID protocol for the whole, basically this whole year. Yeah. It's still been, so it's been crazy just, but we've, had to really try, okay, well, how do we... Okay, wait a second. Yeah. So there's two two people on campus. There's two students two or there's students? 30 students? Two. There's two girls and two guys. It's two girls now and there's two two guys when now. You wa- when you walked on, there's four disciples total. When we moved to St. Louis, there were okay. two freshmen guys. On which campus are we talking? It's University well, of Missouri-St. Louis. Okay. okay. And, uh, and so it's, it's been, you know, but they didn't know any really anything about campus ministry. And so... We've tried to spend the whole this last year really trying to instill faith, and you know, none of them go to school there. So yeah. actually, we have zero students on the campus, and uh, and so you know, getting them to drive the, the thirty minutes, the forty-five minutes to come Ooh, on campus wow. to share their faith, and wow. it's uh, I think we're learning a lot. Of, okay, well, how do we, you know, instill faith when, you know, there's they haven't seen it before, right? right. And uh, and so. We spent the last year really building, really teaching them. Okay, this is how you set up a Bible study. This is mm-hmm. how you share your faith, and and it's been it's been really great. We uh, we're still trying to build, and yeah. um, so we're hoping. There's a guy who, if we would have been here this weekend, probably would have gotten baptized. We're hoping yeah. by the time we get back, he'll get baptized, That's and it's gonna be really great. And, and uh, but yeah, we're really fighting, trying to help, really love people when. You know, people are more skittish now yeah. than they were pre-COVID. Yeah. And uh, they're less comfortable with someone coming up to them. And so really teaching people to, to push beyond the walls of their right. heart in that way. Right. right. So, yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. So you, I liked how you finished. You said, Jesus' love always works. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's just powerful. Yeah. If you don't make sacrificial decisions now... You probably won't later in your life. Right. And I think that's very, very powerful. And mm. I thought it was an incredible lesson and exactly what's needed mm-hmm. for campuses. Wow. What advice would you give for a person that's trying to get their campus energized, getting mm-hmm. it going, getting it yeah, back on its question. feet after yeah. after COVID? Yeah. What what advice? Um, give, give us some practicals. Yeah. Give us some some takeaways here. Yeah. Give, me, give us a one, two, three. Yeah. Well, I immediately thought honestly what Kendall's done 
Uh, we have three kids, so it's very different going on campus. But Kendall, the first semester, probably went on campus every day, and he pretty much was by himself because just the girls work full-time, the guys work different hours. So, you know, you do what you can, and so he's on campus. This semester, he's like, okay, I got to go with them. Hmm. And I've done the same thing. So, which is interesting because now everyone's coming to Bible Talk. Hmm. They're reaching out. Um, he, we're finding people who are saying yes, finally. <laughs> um, and I just feel like that's such a practical, I think it's so easy. Just, we have to be with them. Right. Mm. have to be with the students of the campus ministry. You, gotta, you know, and if you're completely on your own, you know, gotta go with faith and go with God and right. don't give up. And so I think it's just, I think that's even taught me like, wow, we can't just think that we can do all the work ourselves. Right. Mm. Like that's go great. be with your students. So first be out there yourself, but then also Try to, to be with the disciples. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, we have a class on this this weekend. <laughs> we're doing so. Okay. We have a whole... We'll talk uh, more about it. Yeah, I'm there we sure. go. <laughs> and, uh, but there's also, there's another class that that's this weekend. It talks about campus ministry 101. Just, okay. But it's being on campus, praying, and, and saving the freshmen. I think that's... Okay. So go ahead and dig into it a little yeah. bit because... Yeah, yeah. Uh, it never hurts to repeat. So, so go ahead and give us a little preview. Yeah. So Campus Ministry 101 is, uh, the first one is TOC, time on campus. And okay. there's nothing more powerful than being on yeah. campus. And you can't convert people on campus if you're not there. <laughs> I thought you could do it by remote control. Yeah. <laughs> people try. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. Try. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how mm-hmm. like you can set up Bible studies without even asking people if you're on campus. And yeah. Uh, the second one is uh, pray for broken bones and this praying specific prayers and uh, praying them relentlessly. And and then the last one is um, save the freshmen. And mm-hmm. if you want to build campus ministry, you need to find where the freshmen are. And mm-hmm. and I think we've tried to instill that, every, you know, the last nine years or 10 years in the ministry. And how do we find freshmen? How do we pray prayers that only God can answer? And mm-hmm. how do we spend as much time on campus? And I, I feel like it works. And, it, mm-hmm. you know, everywhere we've been. It's amazing. So that's awesome. Wow, yeah. that's encouraging. Well, Kendall and Mackenzie, thank you so much for yeah. your time. Thanks for staying late after the program <laughs> yeah. and and talking to us. Yes. And all the best, you guys, in your ministry. I'm thank looking you. forward to spending the next three days with you guys, getting to yeah. know you better. Yeah. Awesome. And um, baby, you got anything you want to say? Yeah, no, this, it was great. And I think you did mention that you were in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, they they were there at Dallas. What did you guys think of the climb conference? Yeah, I I loved it. I okay, this it is was... shame, shamelessly asking for a little promotion there. What <laughs> yes, did you guys think go of to the small church conference <laughs> next time. <laughs> I thought it's great. I mean, it's, it's interesting because we've only been a part of, I guess, what's considered a big church, and so. But I loved it. I thought it was just very practical, but just really inspiring to like do the work. Um, but I loved how everyone had their idea, ideas and they shared them. Right. Like, we're all in this together. Here's what I'm doing. Here's right. what I'm doing. Right. I feel like there was just so many things that we can learn from each other. Right. And that we don't even, like, oh, if I had never gone, I wouldn't have known these things. That's mm-hmm. right. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I thought it was amazing. I probably could sit and talk for an hour about uh, my thoughts on it. But, I, you know, we got to get small. Like, we have to get smaller. And so right. everyone needs to be a small church leader. <laughs> right. And, right. And we need more small church leaders. I, I thought it was great. You know, especially being in a big church where we can have these ideas of how to get bigger. And really the truth is, how do, well, how do we empower small church leaders, right. even in big churches or right. small churches? And mm-hmm. so I thought it was really great. I, I, yeah, it just was very powerful. I'm really grateful that we were able to come and yeah. learn. And I'd go again. Okay. Good. Thank good. you. Yeah, that's good. Okay, Kendall, just one, one more question I want to ask yeah. you is, 
let, let's say you're discouraged. You're down. COVID's really throwing you for a loop spiritually. You haven't seen a lot of baptisms. And you're trying to pick yourself up by your bootstra- bootstraps spiritually. Hmm. How do you do it? How do you, how do you get up to go, okay, you know hmm. what? Campus, the campus has been doing poorly for a couple years at least. Hmm. But you know what? Now it's going to do great. How do you get there? Hmm. Well, what helps you at least? Yeah, um, I think the first thing I think of is my, my favorite book in the Bible is the book of Habakkuk, hmm. and I oh love my gosh. <laughs> I, I love the book of Habakkuk, and I think we can make it this super just what I was thinking. Thing. But <laughs> Habakkuk is discouraged, and hmm. Habakkuk is, is like, God, what are you doing? Hmm. And God says, I'm going to do something you wouldn't understand. Right. And He says, the righteous will live by faith. And I, I always go back to that of like, God is going to do something great, something hmm. I can't even understand if I live by faith. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it calls me back to that. I think the other thing I think is just, you know, Jesus says, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I'll yeah. give you rest. Take my yeah. yoke upon you and learn from me and I'll, you know, give you rest for your souls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, if I just do the work of Jesus, there's rest and there's mm-hmm. peace. And um, I think I get most discouraged when I'm not doing the work of God. Mm-hmm. Um, I rarely get discouraged when I'm doing it. Um, so that, I think those are things that call me back that I'm not in charge of the results. I'm just in charge of the work and living by faith. Wow. Mm. Well awesome. said. Amen. Love that. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much for joining the Rob Skinner podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit the subscribe button and let your friends know about it and how to find it. Because my goal is to inspire you to make this life count, live a no regrets life, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Have a great day and make this life count.